Welcome to Funeral Directors Chat, where funeral professionals discuss industry topics, trends, and news. And now your host, Nancy Bourbon. I'm Nancy Bourbon, your host for Funeral Directors Chat, a podcast providing funeral professionals with insight to current industry topics, news, and trends. And today I have the great honor of welcoming Jeff Taylor. Jeff is recognized as an innovator and a visionary in both the internet and the career industries. And the reason why is Jeff has reinvented the way job hunters seek employment through his monster idea, which is known as monster.com, which everyone's familiar with. He basically took the help wanted ads and put them on the internet. And the the rest is basically history. And now with Tributes.com, he's going to be doing for the death industry what he did for the help wanted industry. Um, He's going to be speaking about his newest venture, and that is Tributes.com. It's an online resource for current local and national obituary news. There are lasting tributes celebrating the lives of loved ones, and there's an online community to provide support during times of loss and grieving. He's also the um, founder of eons.com, spelled E-O-N-S.com. It's an online baby boomer community. And let me welcome you, Jeff. I'm so honored to speak to you today. Thank you, Nancy. I'm uh, glad to be here. And the first thing I want to ask you is, you're going to transform the print obituary into the digital age. And you started this in about 2008. Is that right? That is correct. You had such an enormous success with Monster.com, and then you went to Eons, and of course, that's wildly successful, too. Um, why did you suddenly decide to start a business around obituaries? Well, I guess for me, the the simple answer was that the obituary section many times follows the job or help wanted section in the newspaper. So for years and years, let's say 15 years, first as a recruiter and then as a consultant and advertising agency owner, and then ultimately uh, starting, founding and running Monster.com, I spent a lot of time with my head in the newspaper help wanted section. And I spent really 10 years migrating the traditional value that you would find from help wanted in the print in the newspaper and bringing that value and some real excitement online in the form of monster.com and in the process really created a new industry. What I found with the obituary section is the starting maybe in about 2003, I started saying, how come the obits haven't gone to the web? And you know, this really became a case study for me on help wanted real estate, auto and personals all had become billion dollar businesses on the web. But here was the obituary section just kind of sitting. And there were a couple reasons for that, but probably the primary one was the person who's very interested in reading the obituary section was somebody that was over 50 years old. And so what you had is the young person's sport of looking for a job or of looking for a date or someone to spend your time with uh, actually just preceded the, the value and the excitement online of thinking about the obituary. But more recently, uh, the fastest growing age group that you see doing almost everything on the web is in this 50 plus range. And as a result, the obit section and reading about the stories of people's lives is very much upfront and uh, it's an exciting activity on the internet right now. And that's why I created tributes.com. Oh, it's a great site and it's very colorful and it's very lively, but I'm going to play devil's advocate now. Um, You launched in 2008, legacy.com launched in 1998. Is that correct? Correct. 
Okay, uh, Legacy.com is pretty, it's pretty profitable. It's pretty popular. Um, can you tell our funeral directors what the difference is between um, Tributes.com and Legacy.com? Yeah, I think uh, first of all, just as a compliment to Legacy, it's a it's a large business, and uh, you know I founded Monster.com in 1994, and so it's uh, Legacy was really in that first wave of companies. And one of the things I've seen is a lot has changed, uh, especially with the World Wide Web and with the uh, advent of. A Friendster and Napster early, and then uh, MySpace and Facebook. We've seen a complete shift from the traditional kind of 1.0 website to a 2.0 website, and as a result, we've learned a lot along the way. I think uh, the other thing about Legacy is it's really a software for service business for the newspaper industry, and with about 800 clients. Uh, newspapers uh, in North America and Europe and in Australia, their central focus is really on servicing the obituary section, kind of the back-end software function for the newspapers. When I was thinking about founding and starting Tributes.com, I thought it might be interesting to focus on the consumer very much in the way Monster focused on the consumer. And one of the things I realized right away is that the consumer's first real relationship was with the funeral home. So I went about doing the research and discovering that with funeral homes that there was a much different service model with the newspaper than what I thought we could provide. And so one of the main differences for tributes is that our central client is the funeral home and ultimately the family. And that's very different than Legacy's model with the newspaper as their primary client. I think the second thing that we looked at when, when I think about what tributes really offers, it's a storied life. And one of the main things that happens with the newspaper section is that it's actually a uh, obituary or, or a death notice, which is limited to the cost per agate line or column inch, which means that it's a very small kind of two inch by two inch listing of when the funeral is typically. It's not really a traditional obituary any longer. And what Legacy does is pick up that little bit of information and then republish it out on the web. What we've done is gone to the families and to the funeral homes and said, look, if you put together a three-page document that tells the story of your mother's life, you should be able to put that whole thing online. And that's where tributes it is all about a tribute to someone's life and the fact that every life has a story. And we'd really like to read about it and learn about it and be a part of it. And that's a big central thesis for founding tributes.com. Great insight. Thank you for sharing that with us. And that's something that I saw also. I'm very familiar with Legacy.com. And as you said, the newspaper industry is dwindling, which is why obituaries are going online in the first place. And your site has much more activity. It's, it's much more interactive. There's a lot of multimedia. You also have an eternal tribute site, which I believe is an archive if you want to keep your story online. Yeah, I think the... Um our typical kind of baseline product that we talk about is a photo obit. And that, that's so the basic obituary, which has an unlimited amount of text and also has a photo, is a huge improvement. And there's a great kind of style in the way that's presented. But our eternal tribute is where you get into a multimedia kind of multidimensional obituary listing. And that's where you can have video and you can have music and you can have a photo library, which uh, it becomes a photo slideshow of someone's life. And we were talking earlier about 
about the way some of these slideshows have become very innovative and really tells the story in a very nice way with relatively simple photographs of a person's life. And uh, that text, which then can include links to things that they've done that may be listed at Google or out on the internet, as well as connections to their Facebook or their Twitter page or uh, to many people have their own website or a website that they contributed to. All of those links create that multidimensional uh, full story and that's what we call the eternal tribute. One of the other challenges, and this is very much real time about the way technology works, but you have a, a guy named Bob that passes away. He's 83 years old. He's asked his daughter to handle the arrangements and she's 60. And Facebook isn't even in the discussion right now. And I think that this is really important that we be uh, very much about the present as opposed to what might happen 10 years down the line. And so the first thing that the father has said before passing is make sure you place my, my obituary in the newspaper. And so uh, the daughter is trying to carry out that role. And so what we've done with the funeral homes is say, look, we're not trying to replace what the newspaper offers. Uh, I think over time that there'll be some challenges with continuing to place it in the newspaper. But for now, we're trying to create a nice additional listing and a way to reach people beyond the local market. One of the challenges with a newspaper listing is there are less and less readers of the newspaper today. So the distribution is narrowing, not expanding the way it was in the 50s and 60s when it really became popular to list your obituary in the newspaper. The second thing is for people that are out of that region, there's a good chance they don't know about the newspaper or they don't know what town you were from or it's very difficult to find that information. Whereas a listing on the internet now is incredibly efficient in terms of if you're looking for somebody named Bob Stevens that passed away who lived in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, you're able to very quickly get to the data and you're getting to that data through Google. And so we spend a lot of time using our search engine optimization and search engine marketing to push our listings up in Google so that we get that real value. And that's where when we have lots and lots of clients, which we do, they all add up together and make those links very important. No, that's very true. And, it, you know, you, we're such a mobile society. If you move away and, and you want to know what happened to the, the uh, friend I went to school with in California or what happened to, you know, a business associate I had in Ohio, and they pass on, you're able to actually see that online where you w weren't able to actually leave and go to the funeral f physically. Yeah, I think one of the things we found with the listings is there's a real opportunity to and a, an efficiency to reach out to people. And uh, I've su suggested to funeral home directors that there could be as much as a third or even a half more additional people coming to funerals now because more and more people are finding out about it in a real-time fashion instead of finding out three months or six months later and saying, oh, I wish I could have gone to that funeral. I didn't know about it. Now that information is getting out there and disseminated in, in really fast and innovative ways. Right. And so let's get to the heart of the matter here. Um, funeral, funeral directors are listening to this podcast primarily, and they're always looking for new revenue streams. Is there a new revenue stream that are, is created with your model? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I discovered, uh, I, I've got a guy named John Hield that works for me that uh, kind of runs sales and runs a relationship with our funeral home directors. And when I first had him in, uh, he's actually the husband of one of my salespeople at Monster.com. That's how I met him. And I, I said, well, the newspaper must pay a commission to the funeral homes. And in the same way that uh, newspapers paid a commission to the ad agencies like I owned. And it turns out they did not. 
And so the funeral home has the responsibility of collecting the money from the family. And because they're paying the bill once a month, they're actually collecting the money from many families. And then they're sending one check to the Boston Globe or to the Chicago Tribune. And so there was a a, a real kind of banker's relationship with the newspaper, but not necessarily a uh, a residual opportunity to make some money off of this. And so what happened is this is what was called a pass-through expense. There was nothing in it for the funeral home. So what we did was we figured our photo obit, um, we charged $20, which is kind of our base cost. And the suggested retail price uh, actually ranges from 40 to $50. And this is something that the the funeral home charges to the family as part of their web listing service. And so we make it a commissionable event. The funeral home should make a little bit of money from this. They're actually processing all the data, helping the family write the obituary, spending the time to build the relationship to learn about that story that we wanna to get told out there. And not only do they place it at their own website, but they also place it on tributes.com. We Our eternal tribute, which is our multimedia document, we charge $125 for, and that has a retail price of between $200 and $300. So what we've done is create added value for the family, and we've created a revenue stream for the funeral home, and ultimately we've created a new business, which now is a national listing of obituaries. And not only do we lo do local uh, listings for uh, your aunt or your grandmother or, or your loved one, but we also have the Paul Newmans and the Randy Pauschas of the world where we're uh, doing some famous and notable people that get mixed right along in. And, and so it makes for a nice site that is very educational and tells the stories of people's lives. You're right. And as on Facebook, I have about 2,000 funeral directors on Facebook. And I do go to tributes to find out like if someone passes, like Harold Gould. Remember Harold Gould? Yeah. Um, and when he passed, I actually picked up your link and posted it. And I got about 25 people that commented on it. And so those are people that went back to tributes.com and read the entire obituary. Um, and they were very pleased with it. But another thing that I see, I know I'm in the New York area. I've lived in Manhattan all my life. I live in Connecticut now. And the obituaries for the newspapers are prohibitively expensive, especially the New York Times. And, you know, the perception of the families is that the funeral director is making a little bit of money on this because when they look at and the New York Times obits can run thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, and when they when they say, really, that's how much it costs. I mean, I, I think their assumption is that the funeral director is taking a little bit of that cut. But what a nice thing to say, you know, we can put you on tributes.com for only $75, and, and it's such a much more pleasant experience with all the other attributes that you've already mentioned. Well, one of the challenges that I've heard in New York City is the obituary is actually so expensive that most people can't afford to place one for their loved one. And so here we are not only innovating and creating a really nice product, but we're also getting access to important information out there that, that wasn't even being listed before. And, you know, one of the things I've heard in New York City is it was very common to just be able to list it at the local church or the synagogue or wherever you attended services and that on the bulletin board there, because that was the only place you could afford to list it. You couldn't afford to go in the New York Times. I I heard recently of someone who placed a obituary in the, in the New York Times that cost almost $10,000. And so what we're getting here is a, a beautiful product that can be in perpetuity and uh, it's very affordable, uh, well under $100, and something that uh, people can build off of through the form of the memory or message book where you can come in and 
uh, let's say your first grade school teacher passes away and you have the ability to uh, say a message from you that's left at the site and it actually has a link to you so that the family can come and actually link to you and say thank you for reaching out and sharing your stories about my mother. And uh, now you have not only a permanent record and a great story, but also a whole gallery of friends and family and loved ones that can be sharing information in the future and become part of your family friendship circle. Right. And you don't get that with a printed obituary, a, a newspaper obituary. You do not pull a community of people together in a celebration of a life. And that's what you do on Tributes.com. And it's so important. And do you see that printed obituaries are going to be they're going to be gone in 15 years um, and everything's going to be online. I mean, that's the current perception. Do you agree? Well, I, I've said pretty openly it's not a matter of if but when. And my life experience in running Monster.com and taking a huge business, uh, $180 billion business worldwide, and that business is probably 90 to 95% migrated to the web. And uh, I, I placed uh, the first resume on the World Wide Web, and, and I actually have the patents for the matching engine that creates the jobs and the job seeker uh, listing process on the web. So from the beginning to, you know, let's say 95, 97% uh, penetration, you can see the, the way the world has migrated to the Internet. And I think that I would say the same will, will happen with the obituary category. I think what's happened is that you have a business which is steeped in tradition and uh, a business that's very smart and uh, kind of leery of, of competitors that are fly-by-nights that come in and promise the world. And as we uh, are approaching our third year in business in February, I think that uh, not only do I have the track record of migrating another help-wanted section, another classified section over to the web, but also that I have a great team and we've offered a service and we're delivering a service that is unique to the funeral home industry and very important to the families. And it's that win-win-win, maybe, that really makes it work. No, you're absolutely right. There is no one that I can think of on the internet that has a better track record than you do. And and this and it's a very niche market. I mean, you're actually, you took the want ads, put them on the web. Now you're taking obits and putting them on a web in a very smart, productive way. And in a way, I think that um, if funeral directors are smart, they'll embrace this idea because it'll differentiate them themselves from other funeral homes in the community that are still doing the old put the old bit in the in the newspaper. Yeah, one of the things that I've discovered is it's really the early adopter that gets the win here. I think that this will become a ubiquitous way that this is done for the families. But for the funeral homes that really get out in front and embrace, it's not so much new technology, but it's some new ideas and some new distribution for how to get the word out about the obituary and uh, for the family. A loved one passes away and you want as many people to know about it as possible right away. And so I think the internet is compelling from a standpoint of the basic tools, but the energy to get the word out quickly, I think, is where it really differentiates itself. When I look at the traditional newspaper, you have maybe 10 or 12 newspapers in the United States that have publicly gone out of business over the last couple of years. And there are really isn't a newspaper group that isn't 
either quaking under the pressure of both the economic slump and the advertising slump, but also just the technology transfer and the movement to an entirely new way of doing things. We're just not going with the printed word anymore. I have 21, 19, and 15-year-old children. And what's clear to me is there isn't a newspaper in sight and the web is everywhere. And so uh, as I look even at mobile as being incredibly important, we're advancing in technologies here right now. We're sure not going backwards and trying to make sure that the newspaper is going to be okay. I, I fully expect that the obituary section will be online and ultimately it'll be on any screen you want, but it's going to be on a screen with a database attached to it. It's not going to be one printed edition that on after Sunday, or after Saturday, it goes away, never to be seen again. And no one's really interested in that two-by-two two death notice that, that they cut out and stick in a Bible. That, that kind of era is definitely over. And what's taken its place is a wonderful document, which is multimedia, which is about a storied life. And this is the first generation that I think will have that storied life that they can pass along for generations to come. And that is absolutely why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I helped millions of people find jobs. And now how, how lucky am I to have an opportunity now to help millions of people tell an important story which is a story about where you came from and where your family is going. Right, and, I, and I'm paraphrasing this, obviously, but I believe that in one of you, your uh, speeches you had talked about this being this time being the perfect storm. My thing about the perfect storm is uh, it's amazing that this communication tool, the Internet, has come along at just at the time when globalization is, is in place and the world is kind of ready for new tools. And I just I can't believe... Uh, if you look at uh, something as simple or as complicated as an iPad, and I don't even own one yet, and I was just looking at someone using it a couple days ago while I was traveling, and I'm like, I have got to get one of those. It is all about embracing the new technologies, and I just love this time in our lives and the fact that we can provide new business solutions for age-old challenges. This is a good one that really needed kind of an update and needed a good kick in the pants to uh, improve the services that we provide, and I, I think we've really been able to do it with Tribute Stock. Now, let me ask you another question that I was um, pondering. You partner with over 100 TV stations. What's that all about? Well, you know, this is kind of like the accidental miracle. When you get into business, you're not quite sure what's going to happen, but I have an expression, you got to be in it to win it. And what we realized right away is that the newspapers have had a monopoly on, uh, generally, on the classified sections. And there's been no way for the television station or multiple stations in a market to be able to participate. So there was no way to get the obituaries because the funeral homes knew to place those in the newspaper and there wasn't really any thought of placing them on television stations. So because we're partnered with the funeral homes and we realized this was a two-way win street here where the funeral homes always wanted to advertise on television but they couldn't afford it. And for the television stations, they're really looking for new real estate. They're looking for new sections of news that they can share with their readership and their constituency. And so this worked out perfectly because Tributes now partners with many of the major television stations. In fact, we just announced today we went over 100 partnerships with major television stations. And we now power the obituary section, the back end section, so that when you go to the obituary section of a uh, television station on their website, 
website, so it's an abcnewsaffiliate.com, whatever the case may be. What you're actually looking at is a poweredbytributes.com. Without knowing it, you're actually going from their site over to our site. And we serve the local obituaries. For example, if you're in Cincinnati, we're going to be serving the obituaries, the people that have passed away through our funeral home partners that are based in the Cincinnati area. And one of the things that gets asked is, well, what about the funeral home in the middle of this? We actually have uh, the name of the funeral home, the address, and a link to the funeral home are right there in the listing at the television's website. So what what a fantastic way in a real-time fashion for the funeral home to now be advertising on the local television station. And all they're doing is doing their job. They're they're putting that obituary listing on tributes.com, and then it's our job to get that out to the world. And they're getting so much more ROI for their dollar. And, and, and the next question I had, and I think you kind of almost answered it, is do you compete with local funeral homes if they have a website? Well, in fact, it's quite the opposite. We're, our clients are the funeral homes, and uh, you know, ultimately their client is the family. So we kind of embrace that circle. And what we do is, uh, because we're good at the obituaries, uh, we've developed the software on the back end. So at, at no charge, uh, we basically uh, provide no, there are no hard costs that come from us. We'll actually power the obituary section of the local funeral home's website. And one of the things we find over and over again is they're using a small web uh, creative provider that's local in their town that's actually running their website. And they're very nervous about putting up their obits because they're not sure if they're accurate. They're not sure if they get up in a timely fashion. And these things are so important to the family because it has everything to do with the services and making sure that that information is out and published right away, typically between 24 and 48 hours, that information has to be out and active because that's going to determine the education, uh, the getting the word out about that person's passing in the town and make sure that people can come for the services in a timely manner. So we power that section of the funeral home's website and we do that at no charge. The only thing we charge for is a small fee, as we discussed, for the photo obit or the eternal tribute and everything else we take care of. And so for the funeral homes that are working with us, over a thousand funeral homes now, we're actually powering their back end and uh, it's working extremely well. And if you go to the funeral home website, you think you're still at the funeral home website. There's no delineation to when you shift over to tributes.com. All the credit goes to the local funeral home. So to clarify, Jeff, you actually host the obituary section of the individual funeral homes websites. Is that correct? That's correct. So that kind of really relieves them of more of getting more bandwidth if they're getting if larger obituaries, and it, and it takes the pressure off of them. It allows them to focus on the service to the family. So uh, they're focused on on introducing the uh, facility and the services that they provide to the family. And then they can focus in on the services and make sure that the family is taken care of and that there's an emotional connection because that's where they make the majority of their money. And so we do what we do and uh, we focus on one thing and do it well. And that's the obituary listing and the story that goes around. You know, the, a funeral home website is basically it's the front door on the Internet. Um, and when somebody enters that front door, they either leave quickly or they stay. And the obituary section of a website is just so important. And if it's not done properly, it's just it just doesn't look right. And so you add such a high level of professionalism and, and you know, everything you do. Um, and it reflects back not only on the funeral home owner, um, but it also gives them a lot of really good search engine optimization points, I would assume. 
Yeah, that's one of the other things that we discovered in the process. And uh, this is a little bit hard to explain, but if you look at Google, uh, Google actually goes and crawls the sites that are the busiest. And as Tributes has gotten busier and busier, the Google crawler comes more often. So as a result, we're getting the listings, a small funeral home website or large funeral home individually doesn't get enough new information on a daily or weekly basis to get the crawler there every day. It may come every few days or come once a week. So as a result, our listings actually are pushed higher up in the Google results. And one of the surprises was the funeral home comes along with us because the funeral home is actually where the posting initiated. And so that has the highest value. So it's very common if you put in Mary Stevens uh, who passed away and you're looking in Cincinnati, what you're gonna find is it's gonna be the funeral home listing and the tributes.com listing that will be right together. One may be before the other, and that's actually uh, getting near the top of the Google results. And obviously uh, working with Google is both an art and a science. And uh, I've basically tasked my development team to really focus on learning as much as they can learn about the search engine optimization process or what we call SEO. And for $75 or whatever the price that they charge, when they type in Mary Smith um, and, the, and it comes up in the, in the top rankings with yours and the funeral home, that must really please the family as well as the funeral home owners. And it makes them look so professional because, you know, they don't really understand the whole um, on the back end of, of Google. And all they see is, wow, my mom is in the first couple searches in Google. That's amazing. Yeah, I think the 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 more amazing point is the people that show up at the services because the listing got to the right place in a timely manner. And uh, in the end, it is all about the family and the stories. Uh, you know, that person uh, had a huge impact and made a lot of friends in their life that passes away. And here's a chance for a lot more people to find out about it in a timely fashion. This is a very simple business. Uh, it's the subtlety in all of it is that the new technologies actually make the job a better job. Uh, just listing in the newspaper is just not enough today to get the word out about someone's passing. Now, you're right. And even my 84-year-old mother uses the internet. And I know that one of her employers had passed on and she did type the name in and she did find out where they were being, um, the funeral home where they were being laid out. So, um, so, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. You're going to get a lot more people coming to the funeral home, coming to, you know, coming to the way, going to the services. Um, and it's going to, it's a win-win situation. Uh, in the end, this is about relationships and it's pretty amazing that, that great technology actually is enhancing relationships. And, uh, one of the things we're seeing as we go out and talk to funeral homes is about 23,000 funeral homes in the country. As near as we can figure, there's about 6,000 funeral homes that don't even have a website yet. So there's real work to do out there. And I think we're, we're developing great partnerships and uh, building our reputation for um, being a great answer for uh, leading with new technology, which is something that funeral homes feel good about presenting to their families. I think more importantly is we're developing great friendships in the business and a trust that comes over time. And uh, that's one of the things I'm the most proud of. And uh, I could shout out to any number of different clients that we have in the funeral business. But maybe the more important thing is to challenge funeral home directors that haven't thought about doing this yet to just start to take a look at some of the clues that are out there that you may find that an obit listing is really advanced and that you can do more with it with your funeral home. And I talk about the lifetime value of an obituary. Not only do you have the advantage of having it in the first 
few days when the funeral and all the services are happening. But even at the one year anniversary, you have a whole set of people now that you can uh, go back and talk to again and remind people. And we heard from the funeral homes that one of their challenges, they have to figure out how to keep in touch with the families. And this technology is expanding into that opportunity as well. If a funeral director wanted to partner with Tributes.com after this podcast, um, what would they be looking at from a financial point of view? Well, the first thing is you can get right to our information area at our website at Tributes.com. John Heald, H-E-A-L-D, is the person that you want to uh, reach out to, and he's just John at Tributes.com. Uh, and if you look at the upfront costs, uh, there aren't any. Uh, what we've done is introduced the idea of a new revenue stream for the funeral home. And the only way that we're, we're asking for any money or, or make any money on the transaction is if the funeral home is also making money. And so uh, there aren't any hard costs, as I mentioned. So we'll actually share our software and uh, the idea of powering your back end of your funeral home around the obituary area is something that we can do very easily. We set it up with your technical person or with a person you refer us to that knows something about the site. And typically in, in 48 to 72 hours, we can have your site up and you can be posting your obituaries. As a result of that simple process, you're now able to um, charge the family a a simple nominal fee. Uh, We typically suggest $40. And what we typically say is, would you um, also like to post the obituary in the newspaper along with on our website? And it's just the idea of turning it around a little bit and suggesting that, look, we're going to post it on our website and on our national obituary uh, news partner, tributes.com. And then what we do is go on and then make sure that it's listed so that it will get into your Google listings. And uh, we also do distribution across our 100 television stations and our new partnerships are growing every week. So we'll be expanding television stations to, to be able to cover a TV station in your area where you are currently. So the... Um, the cost to get started is really to uh, simply pick up the phone or, or to send an email and develop a relationship with us. And we'll help you, and we have great customer service staff that are available 24 hours a day. And because um, people don't die in a timely manner and you're going to have questions in the middle of the night or questions on the weekend, we're there to help. No, that's great. This is so exciting, um, Jeff. And I and John is a great guy, so I will post his email address on the um, both on the web and the Facebook page so that if you're interested you can just click on it and you can immediately send him an email. I think he's a great person to discuss any of these um, any of these products with. Um, on a personal note, if you don't mind, I understand that you're an avid DJ for about 30 years and you have a weekly show on Sirius XM on Sunday nights. Is that right? Yeah, on Wednesdays and Sunday nights actually. Okay, you want to chat about that for a minute? Sure. My DJ name is Jeffer, J-E-F-R. T-A-L-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a DJ since 1979, so uh, I don't know, it's coming up on 32 years. And I play new house music, I'm basically dance music, some would call it techno. And I've just always done it, and I just never stop. As I hit my birth date on October 4th, I'm going to be 50 years old. I am more involved with the music than I probably ever have been, and I have a two-hour radio show twice a week. And I play on a brand new dance music station, and uh, I hope people will at least listen and keep an open mind as I play brand new kind of kick-ass music. My show is called Club Tales, and it's on the station area on both XM and Sirius on Wednesday and Sunday nights. Wow, that's really great. Thank you so much, Jeff. I just wanted to bring out a little bit of a personal side of you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm also... uh 
I'm remarried and I'm expecting a new baby uh, at the beginning of February. So How uh, wonderful. Life, uh, life continues to reinvent itself. Thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us today and speaking about Tributes.com. I have no doubt that this is going to be as big as Monster.com. And we're going to be looking back at this podcast 10 years from now thinking, wow, this was the beginning of it all. Not if, but when. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you, Nancy. United Priority Distributors offers an extensive catalog of unique and exclusive cremation urns, including artistic urns, veterans memorials, and brass urns that can be engraved and shipped the same day. For more information, visit unitedpriority.com.